Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side and the truth. What is it with rock stars thinking this entire planet is some sort of all-you-can-eat, booty-groping, sexual smorgasbord? You should withdraw that. And if you don't, we will have to deal with it on the floor of the Senate. We're going to fight for those Australians who haven't got the time to go around and get on Twitter and wear T-shirts. The kids who are sick cannot do the hip-hop anymore. So I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. G'day and welcome to The Curb. I'm Andrew Pearce and this is a podcast that looks at culture, unity, reviews and banter. This podcast is recorded in the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region and pay respects to the elders both past, present and emerging. On this particular episode, I catch up with comedian Lawrence Lung to talk about his upcoming comedy show Growing Concerns, which starts rolling, ra- rolling out around Australia on May 3rd and May 4th in Perth and more states and cities to follow after that to find out more details about the show head over to his facebook page lawrence lung on facebook or alternatively the website lawrencelung.com to find out more details i've seen lawrence live a fair few times and have been a huge fan of his stand-up comedy so it was really really uh chuffed to be able to talk to him about his show and also talk to him about the film that he wrote, Sucker, which is a film that came out a few years ago uh, that kind of uh, takes a, a look at his life and the way that he has been influenced by magic and and tricks and all that kind of stuff in a really interesting way. So I really enjoyed uh, that particular film, and I highly recommend people seek it out. Sucker, S-U-C-K-E-R. Really, really entertaining stuff. And also, head along and go and see Lawrence when he lands in Perth or in any other city that he's in in Australia. Again, head over to his website, lawrencelung.com, to find out more details. For now, let's listen to the interview. Hello, Lawrence speaking. Hey, Lawrence here, Sandra Pierce. How are you doing? Pretty good. That's good. good. Oh, that's good, good. Are you well? I am well. I'm going very well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange to go, actually, I'm terrible. I'm about to give you an interview, but let me tell you my whole life story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could do that, but uh, obviously this is all about you, not me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say there is a fine line between comedy and uh, therapy, so, you know. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. We're off to a good start already. <laughs> Well, in fact, like that's actually a good launching point because I've got a question about what you subject yourself to when you do your stand-up comedy. Because I was watching a video last night of you doing your sleep deprivation thing, oh and I was wondering, God, yeah. why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's because um, I've got a acquiring mind. Like, I think curiosity is probably one of my greatest um, motivators in life. I, I want to learn about things that I don't know about or at least put myself in experiences which I I, I want to you know, find out more about. So yeah, a lot of my shows have been like carefully constructed almost like documentary style adventures where I put myself into a quest to discover the truth about something uh, and for example I've done shows about 
you know, jetpacks, people who make homemade jetpacks in their garages. And I, you know, email people and I Skype people all around the world to build this show up. And I've done other shows about, you know, puzzles and Rubik's Cubes. I've done shows about ghost hunting. I've done all sorts of weird, dirty, obsessive shows. Um, but this time around, this one's a bit different. This one, I've kind of tend to lend in on myself and decided to, you know, write a show, which is probably my most personal show, actually. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot in the show. Yeah. So, obviously, the, it's about things that worry you, um, yeah. which is pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, what kind of spawned this idea? Where, what was the, the, the most concerning thing that made you go, ah, there's, some, there's something yeah. in this? Yeah, yeah, well, I've, you know, I've always known that I was a bit of a, a black belt warrior, as I call myself, someone who worries too much, um, you know, especially other things that are, you know, beyond my control, and I think I found out something about myself that made me want to write the show, that um, made me question my entire self as a human person, um, and that was when I discovered my extraordinary low Uber rating <laughs> as a passenger. Um, now, uh, I'll, I'll keep it as a spoiler, you know, spoiler alert, I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> and now people have to come to the show to see yeah. what, how low it is. But yeah, it made me really look at myself and I also asked my friends who were like, you know, bloody 4.9 and 5. Um, I haven't asked an Uber driver why why they would rank someone like this so low, but I really, I was really thinking, you know, because I'm like, just like everyone else, I'm just sitting in the back as a passenger, like, what have I done wrong? What is about me that in particular makes a driver think that I am, I don't know what, dodgy, scary, creepy, um, rude, I can't be rude, I haven't done anything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So that's kind of like the launch pad that made me sort of think, okay, let's let's take a look at things and, 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 and you know, put the mirror on myself and um, write a really funny show about it. So the show, it, it seems like, um, yeah, having my, my most personal show that I've ever written sort of like covers everything from um, like family and, and, and race and, and uh, politics and prejudice and, you know, all the way to just stupid encounters with Airbnb hosts and interstate <laughs> course instructors and... Yeah, it's kind of like looking at how we look at ourselves and what expectations are of us. So what was the kind of the biggest challenge then of writing this? Because I've seen a lot of you stand up when you've come to Perth and I've always enjoyed it. I've loved your shows and stuff like that. And um, obviously I'm a big fan of your movie as well, which I want to touch on too. Um, but this seems like reading the, the synopsis for it, it seems a lot yeah deeper and uh, more, I guess... Grounded is sounds like a word, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting because I think, um, yeah, it was all of my shows that have always been inquiring for something, but this one has been, you know, it's actually both difficult to write but also quite freeing because for once I, I got to just go, you know what, I don't know where the structure's going to go, I'm just going to write things and then put it together and I found, you know, throughout the comedy festival here in Melbourne, it's just, it's just going great, guys. the crowd is going nuts because for once... I'm just like just doing wall to wall like punchlines and hilarious stories and just you know really personal bits that are kind of really embarrassing and um, and it's it's kind of really fun to actually just perform and, and not go you know what there has to be a strict you know uh, revelation at the end because you know I discovered this when I was when I was meeting jetpack people and you know it, it's kind of a different form of documentary it's actually quite personal and and, it, and it's about identity rather than 
a uh, you know a three act narrative structure. So I think it's been really freeing just to just tell stories. Oh, that's good. I'm curious as well because I've lived in Perth uh, most of my life, uh, but yet every time I've gone to Melbourne, I've actually not seen a comedy show there. I've just not been around when the comedy festival's on. But I'm I'm curious for you as a stand-up person, how like each city differs. Are Perth people yeah. stranger and more weirder than Melbourne people? You can say, <laughs> you can be honest. It's okay. Oh, no, no. I mean, I, my only experience of Perth uh, as audience members have been there. Be, they're probably some of my favourite audience members in Australia. I've had some of my finest uh, uh, audience experiences in Perth. Just, I, I think it's partly because of the isolation where. Um, you know, for many years, and I have a lot of friends who are from Perth, and they tell me that, you know, when the headline at, you know, music gigs, acts would come to the East Coast, and, you know, but when they do come to the to Perth, like, people, all the audience is, like, really, like, thanks, this is awesome, we're going to give back, and, but, you know, now with your Fringe Festival, you know, Fringe World, you, you are getting some of the best acts around Australia and the world coming to Fringe, um, and I've noticed that when I've come around to Fringe or the comedy festivals, the audiences are really appreciative. They love what you do. They love that, you know, you take the, the time to come over and, and, you know, try your hand at comedy over on that side of the country. And um, I, I've had awesome audiences at Perth. I have nothing bad to say about them. I've had some tough audiences all around Australia for different reasons, but I think Perth is great. It's really cool. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're just saying that because you're on the phone to somebody from Perth, but I'll take it. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the next phone call coming through will be from Sydney. I go, oh, yeah, Sydney's the, the best audience in Australia. <laughs> you know, all the, all the rest is just assholes, but yeah, but Sydney. <laughs> Especially those Perth people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 Perth people are really friendly and, and, and they're, really, they're really excellent. And um, Yeah, and I know this from my performer friends who you know, do French world a lot too they're like oh, I can't wait to go to Perth um, they've all had really good times there oh that's good I think that it's possibly because we're just surprised that somebody would actually want to come here and actually want to visit Perth so it's always like oh my gosh <laughs> this person's actually coming here we, we exist we feel validated uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing you guys talk yourself down so much but you live in a very beautiful part of the world like you know <laughs> it's, it's always constant sunshine you've got that it's called the Fremantle Doctor or something, that wind that comes through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's actually it's actually a really lovely place. It's, it's actually good to go over there. It feels like a bit of a holiday sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just go over and I, oh, this is really nice, and do a few shows. So, yeah. yeah, I'm only doing the two shows, I think, in Perth. I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, last time I did a flyover there for my last show and I ended up, having to do two shows in one night because it was selling really well and, and it was really cool to do a show and then just have the adrenaline and, and it's like, oh, shit, I've got to reset because I'm back on in half an hour for another audience and then do the same show again and it just, the second time around, I was just like, you know, I'll be a bit loose. I'll just be, you know, I'll just, I'll just have a lot of fun. I, I won't be like, concentrating so much on being 100% word perfect I'll just keep it free and fun and easy I've just performed the show and it was even better the second time around it was great um, so that, that's kind of interesting to, to have the chance to do two shows in one night but I think this time around I'm doing a couple of garlands I'm doing one um, yeah I'm doing I can't remember where they are let me just double check I think, I think it's one the of them. Dolphin possibly in UWA yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had like tickets, one, but I don't have them on me, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's like one on um, 
um, what have been known for see, so it's uh, let's see, Perth. So I've got one which is Perth Gala at the Regal on the Wednesday, and then there's something at the Comedy Lounge, yeah, on the Thursday. But uh, the main event is definitely my full show on the Friday and the Saturday. So, um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah same here. Because it's uh, as I said, I've been to a bunch of your shows and I've always enjoyed them. Um, oh, cool. They've been Thanks. great. Yeah. So, but I, I just want to touch on your, the movie as well, because the website which I run, we tend to focus on Australian films quite a bit, and um, oh, cool. I've been itching to, like, yeah, I've been wanting to talk to you just briefly about your film for a little bit, because I really yep. enjoyed it, I thought it was great fun, um, but I wonder what the process was like for you writing that particular film and seeing it completed. Yeah, yeah, oh, it, was, um, it, was, it was amazing, like, so the show... Uh, it started off as a live show. It was like my very first, um, I guess, stand-up slash storytelling show. You know, I, back somewhere in my early 20s, like this was ages ago. And uh, yeah, the show, every time I performed it somewhere, because um, I ended up doing like 100 shows, like festivals here and around the, the world, you know, Edinburgh, Dublin and stuff like that. And even, you know, my final shows were at the Opera House. And by the time I got to the Opera House, I had so many different film producers or TV people and documentary people going, hey, can we make this into a doco? Can we make this into a TV series? Can we make it into a film? And I was, it was the first thing I'd ever written. And, you know, people always give me advice going, you know, don't give away the thing that is yours straight away. Make sure that, you know, you you don't just sell it and then that's the end of it. You don't, it's your, your first work. Um, so maybe you should go and write it yourself. So one of the people who... Um, spoke to me quite early was uh, a mate of mine from uni who was, whose career was ascending in the, like the TV and, and filmmaking industry as mine was ascending in the, you know, the comedy industry at the time and he had seen like a very original production of the show when it was in a tiny little uh, back room of a library um, and he, he was always like oh I'd love to make that film one day so you know, we met up and the two of us co-wrote the screenplay together and it took, I think, 10 years or more to get up. Yeah. So that's quite a long time. That's quite a long time for the Australian film industry or any industry. It's really hard to get stuff up in Australia. But I guess it had to, we, we both had to sort of reach that point in our careers where people were like, oh, we've heard of you or like, you guys are making really good work. Mm. And um, so, yeah, we, we, we got it made and um, we ended up getting uh, Timothy Spall to play one of the characters in the film, uh, the character of the professor, the, the Asian con artist. And I remember um, my co-writer, co and he's the director of the film, Ben Chessel, saying to me how um, they had contacted him and he was on a yacht somewhere wow. <laughs> reading our script. And we just thought, that's, that's a dream come true. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's something that I performed um, you know, all around the world from like backpacking hostels to like, you know, major theatres in, in Edinburgh and, and Opera House um, to have then Timothy Spall on, you know, on camera reciting the same lines that I'd done in a theatre. It was just, it just blew my mind. It was so good. Yeah, and yeah. it was great in it as well. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm curious for you as a writer as well, and obviously you, your voice is really strong in everything that you do. Um, what, how, how did you manage to go from uh, obviously writing, you've done TV, you've done stand-up, and then obviously a film as well. What was the kind of the challenges in differentiating between the yeah. different formats? Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, 
they all have the different pros and cons in different ways. Uh, I think stand-up very much is about uh, yourself and the audience and your creativity uh, and everything is, you know, is all up there on show and even all your vulnerabilities on stage. Um, if you're, if, if something doesn't go according to plan, you have to basically, with the audience, um, kind of improvise and meet them in the middle and kind of win the audience back, which is a challenge, but also it's a great, fun skill to have because it's immediate communication back and forth with uh, with audience members. And also, audience members can detect if you're being a little bit insincere or inauthentic. Um, you, you know, they really want to hear the raw, true stories. Um, the difference between that and, say, film and TV is that um, film and TV is not in that immediate moment. By the time something's written to when it's, say, edited, um, it's gone through many different processes. There's the writing process, and then when things are filmed, it's, it's a collaborative medium because then the director and actors will interpret those lines in different ways, and how they shoot it will be different. And then it's written the third time again uh, in the editing suite. So you can say a story has been written three times and then finally gets to be seen by an audience, but you don't know how the audience is receiving it. Are they just watching it on a iPad or a or mobile phone with, you know, with bad sound when we spend, you know, we have, you know, you know audio dudes who are spending like weeks and months, you know, yeah. sound mixing and then someone just listens to it through shitty, <laughs> you, know, you know, speakers on their Android or something. Um, yeah, we don't know the interruption when they finally, are they watching it piece by piece, you know, over a few different nights. Um, and we don't, we're not there in the living room watching them watch it, whereas in a stand-up career, I'm there watching them live, watching me talk to them. So, yeah, it's a very different experience of writing for, for film and TV than it is um, writing for the live experience. But having said that... Um, all the different TV shows I've worked on, not just mine, but also as a, in the writer's room for other TV shows, um, it's an extremely rich collaborative experience to, you know, um, sort of butt heads with other writers and, and, you know, like natural selection and evolution, the best ideas rise to the top and, you know, we all put it up on a whiteboard and we together create a show. So um, that's also super enjoyable as well. So I really love the process of all the different things. And I think I've been very lucky because comedy um, I guess it's a genre not just a medium so I, that's why I've been lucky to slip between different um, mediums be it film TV podcasting or radio or um, you know theatre it's, it's, it's been I've, I've, I've been quite lucky yeah yeah, well, certainly, um, as a, somebody who's enjoyed it, it's it's great to see you being able to test out different things in different formats mm. as well, um, which yeah. is always nice to see because it's, I imagine that's got to be a little bit more freeing too in the sense that, you know, you can test out these ideas and, uh, as you're saying, you know, go and learn about jetpacks and stuff like that. There's that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got that that aspect to, to play with, which is great to see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in the end, it just comes down to you know, what is the thing that you would like to see if you're an audience member? Um, and then, you know, write about that. And, and, you know, hopefully other people would enjoy that too. Um, yeah, especially for this comedy festival, what I've really enjoyed is the freeing process of not giving myself a theme or a, a strong structure just to say, okay, what are some of the things that are on my mind? And then jot them down and find out that audiences 
are really laughing at it. Like they really love, uh, and in, in, the, in, the, in some cases it makes it more universal because people relate to exactly the same thing that I'm worried about. I mean, I don't know what your Uber rating is. <laughs> well, I actually, I had a look at my Uber because I caught an Uber for the second time the other day and I had a five-star rating and I was very concerned. Oh, <laughs> but, but I must say, though, I was very concerned about getting into that second Uber because I was like, well, I already have a five-star rating. Maybe I should call it quits and never yeah. catch an Uber again. Um, well, that's a, that's a one way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so I ha I didn't look at it to see what the the second person rated me, but I'm yeah. I'm terrified because I didn't talk to them at all. I didn't interact with them. Uh, I feel bad, so I probably yeah. slipped down. Yeah, <laughs> it's a slippery slope now. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta have their bottles of water and have their things. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't accept his bottle of water. I didn't accept anything else, and I spent my time on the phone and all this kind of stuff. It was not not productive at all. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, there you go. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, look, I really appreciate all the time uh, having a no chat way. to you about your show and and all this kind of stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing it here in Perth. Um, yep, are you yep. hitting out any any other places before then as well? I uh, I think. This time around I go to Perth before I go to the Sydney Comedy Festival. So at the moment it's Melbourne and then I head off to Perth and then I do Sydney cool. and then up to Newcastle. Yeah. Oh fantastic. I've never been to Newcastle. Are they good okay. audience members? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is my first time doing performance there. But right. I've gone up there for um, writers' festivals I really love that city, yeah. Cool. I'll have to add it onto a place to visit one day. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, Lawrence. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no and uh, So that was comedian Lawrence Lung talking about his new stand-up show, Growing Concerns, which I really can't wait to see because, uh, again, I've seen Lawrence live a fair few times and I've always enjoyed his stand-up comedy. And this sounds like a really, really exciting, entertaining uh, stand-up show from one of Australia's best live comedians. And if you've also seen him on TV, then you'll, you'll be able to appreciate what a great comedian he is. So yeah, head along, go and see his shows, lawrencelung.com to find out more uh, information about the tour dates. Would be fantastic. Uh, go along, enjoy the show. And hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time and, and spending the time listening to me talk to people. Uh, it's really great. Uh, on a very, very soon episode, there will be a new voice, uh, Travis Akbar. He'll be talking with Miranda Tapsell and Gwilym Lee about their new film, Top End Wedding. So make sure to head over to the website, thecurb.com.au or follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash thecurbau or on Twitter twitter.com forward slash the curb au to find out when that lands you can also head over to patreon.com forward slash the curb au to help keep the site running thank you very much guys and i'll see you on the next episode of the curb love this podcast support it and sponsor today simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details let Safeway help you unleash your glow with your favorite personal care products. Right now with Safeway, get great deals on all your favorite personal care products. Like Head & Shoulders Base Shampoo, Crest 3D Whitening Toothpaste, Listerine Antiseptic Mouthwash, Sensodyne Sensitivity Fresh Toothpaste, Degree Women Antiperspirant Deodorant, or Soft Soap Liquid Hand Soap. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local Safeway store for more deals and specific details.